This is the Back in the Day podcast. I am Lee Zellers, and I got on the line. This is your man, Craig Beasley, his partner from across the street. Partner from back in the day, man. We go so far back, man. We like, you know, we like... Well, like four four years old, five years four old, or five years like old, man. Like with 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 the tiles tied around our neck, tiles like, running around, around the neighborhood. Superman, Batman. It's crazy, man. And that's the whole idea. Like, well, we wanted to just jump on here and do this because you know we all out there. You know, we all getting older and stuff, and um, we all got stories and times and memories and history that you know should be shared with people because it's all sometimes relatable you know yeah everybody's got a history man and and everybody you know wants to reminisce uh it's a little little deeper than uh us just wanting to reminisce everybody does have a history uh but my, me and my man was rapping and you know we was thinking Man, after we're gone, who will be here to tell our story? You right. know, um, and the specific story that we're interested in telling is the late '60s through the '70s in a neighborhood of what you call it, South Central Avondale. South Le- Central Avondale. Now it's the A1. Yeah, <laughs> South Central Avondale in Cincinnati, Ohio. Located on the Ohio River, right across the river from KY. KY, man. So, you know, um, I I don't suspect that um, our experience was any better or any greater than anybody during this particular time period. But that remains to be seen, and that's part of what this podcast is going to be about. My my expectation is that by the end of the podcast, we'll find out what right. you think about that, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> we, right. We, we, we might find out, like, damn, my time sucks. Right. You know? <laughs> like, we ain't really do nothing, man. <laughs> think we done done something. We ain't really do nothing. <laughs> yeah, but for real, for real. I, I, I seriously doubt that at the end of all this, I'll be disappointed. Uh, we shared a wonderful time during the 70s. It was a time, and uh, this is, I'm going to put out my disclaimer. Um, this is my opinion, and my opinion alone. Integration was the, I mean, segregation was the bomb. It was, man. It now, was. Allow, allow me to explain before a lot of people start getting their political right. rights. And, uh, right. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? How segregation was a bomb? You know, the first thing is like, yeah, segregation was a bomb because we all had to live together. We didn't have no choice. So everybody from the black doctor to the black uh, lawyer to the black dentist all the way down to the street hustler, we were all forced to live in the same neighborhood. Right. We didn't have a ch- we didn't have a choice. Right. Right. So what in- ended up happening was you had an equilibrium. You did. You had this balance. You know, it's like you had this balance that was perfectly balanced because you had everybody from the whole spectrum. Once again, from right. the very top of the ep- economic ladder to the very bottom. And it worked. Yeah. It, it really worked. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we were not without uh, our drug dealers right. at that time. We were not without our burglars at that time. But it was balanced out by, you know, the doctors and yeah. the lawyers and, and the business owners. The business owners. And, and, and those people made sure you remember, Lee, the Avondale Community Council, which right. my dad was a part of. Right. You know? Right. They, you know, right, yeah. they, they, the whole thing was like you know doing stuff and seeing to it that certain things was like you know right in the community. You know, that was right. Cool. They made they made sure if it was a a street where people was driving super fast down, the signs got put on them streets, mm-hmm. and you know they made sure that the parks in our neighborhood was closed at dusk, even though we went there anyway. Right, but you know they made sure they was closed at dusk and so forth. You know, so there was the equilibrium, but um. 
you know, that's that's what me and my man really wanted to do, man. We we wanted to memorialize our time. Our so, time when our time when segregation was beautiful. So you wanna uh let's try to paint a picture for him, man. Well I want Go, well, go ahead. No, I was just thinking cause when you was talking about that and just going into that and just the whole segregation thing and, you know, and at that time, because, you know, we was young and I, I was I was just kind of reflecting when you were saying that. I was thinking about a time, man, you know, that that sort of solidified that later for me because I remember this story. I just wanted to, you know, just jump on this story about. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give, give, him an, give him an example yeah, of, of those, of how the, how real it was with the with the segregation thing at that time. Yeah, I know this story. I'm pretty sure. Go ahead and give them a, an example of uh, how real it was. Uh, it, it was so real. I'm like, you know, okay, you know, some of the people who listen, you know me, I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm not ashamed to say I'm 62 years old. I'm a good-looking 62-year-old. I like to say that. I'm still fairly in good shape. But I'm not like you, you when you think of certain times, sometimes people get this idea like you're a really old person, old dude or whatever. I'm, I guess I am kind of old dude, but a different old dude. But anyway. Yeah, I old, old, he's old smoothie. That's what he is. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Uh, yeah, so like I'm like four years old. I'm like at the store with my mom. I'm, I, it was like always a big deal. My mom would snatch me up, put me on the bus. We catch the 46 downtown and go to like Newberry. I think that was Newberry. I always get it kind of mixed up with Newberry's Woolworth. But anyway, most of y'all probably know about that store down in that area. But anyway, I'm in the store with my mom. Anytime we go out downtown to the store, is always a great day shopping, looking for stuff, and trying to find toys, and then I'm looking around, and then I'm smelling the hamburgers, because they had, like, a little diner inside where you can go up there, sit at the table, whatever, get you a malt hamburger and all this kind of stuff. So I'm smelling, oh, this, I'm smelling the burgers, man. I look over, and I see people sitting up there at the little counter thing on the little, you know, chrome silver-looking stools, and got the milkshakes right, and all that, you the, know. The spin around. Yeah, you spin around. You know, you've seen this stuff on TV and everything. So I'm like, um, like, Mom, Mom, I want to get a hamburger. I want to go over there and get a hamburger, you know. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, ooh, they got milkshakes. I want to get the milkshake. Come on, Mom, let's go over here. And she's like, well, I, I get us a hamburger. And I'm like, no, but I want to sit over there on the, you know, I want to sit on the little spinning stool thing. And she's like, no, nah, we ain't going to be able to sit over there. And I'm like, you know, why can't we? And, and mom said, well, uh, well, why not? Why come we can't go over there and sit and have a burger and a milkshake, mom? Well, why not? Mom says, it's because we're black. You're black. Wow. I, 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 okay, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> right. We're black. Okay, mom, get it. Okay, black. So we can still go. Can't we? No, we can't. That's why we can't go. Like, I never forgot that. Now, uh. Were you guys able to get the burgers? We was able something? to get the burgers and, and take, I, take them with you. I think we took them with us. And I think it might have been a way my mother had to go around to some side. I don't think it was hand to her over the counter where the other people who were right. allowed to sit there that way. We couldn't right. sit beside. I don't recall that. I think she went around somewhere. She might have to go in the kitchen or something. I don't know. But, yeah. Right. I, I never. I'm four years old. My, that's my introduction. <laughs> how 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 deep is it that this happened while you were four years old and now you sixty two and you still remember? I still it. remember it, you know. So and that's that's the beautiful thing about you know what we're doing with this podcast is being able to share these these kind of stories that of history that are history, but it's like everybody history because everybody went through some experience, not exactly like that one, but I'm sure you know. And that's what, yeah, was, yeah. but we don't even cut you. But that's what when you brought that other stuff up, man. That's what made all that other stuff so beautiful, man. You know. Yeah, and it's my hope that you know eventually everybody will be able to tell their story. You know, we we're opening this thing up with telling me a lead story in South Central Avondale, Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, I might be a little ambitious or whatever. But it's my hope that before it's all over with, I'm going to be listening. To some Puerto Rican brothers' story about Brooklyn or the Bronx, and I'm hoping to be listening to some cat story about Miami, or, you know, the ATL, Pittsburgh. You know, right. that's 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 my hope. Chicago, you know, that's my hope. This just happened. We just happen to be starting with our story. Right, right. 
Right. And a wonderful story it is, man, because when, you know, after that time and then, you know, you go through those late 60s because this is like 64, 65 before, uh, you know, the certain civil rights laws and stuff was passed. And um, so then as we going into these 70s, man, and, you know, when you think about like like you were saying, man, it's like. The, the unity, how we were in the community. I mean, here's what I was thinking about this. And we was talking about this the other day when, just, when we was kind of throwing this whole idea around about doing this podcast. And then I was thinking about, man, you know, the, we've all known the history of uh, uh, Black Wall Street. We've always heard, you know, talk about. But, like, I'm pretty sure most cities somewhere at that time had something that was similar to that because we had, at that time, Burnett Avenue. And when you look right. at it now, man, that was like a black Wall Street, bro. Yeah, burning uh, for South Central. And then if you went further south in Avondale, it was Reading Road, which mm-hmm. was a real major thoroughfare. Both of them run all the way downtown. Uh, I think Reading Road probably runs further, though, uh, yeah. away from town. Right. But yeah, yeah, both of them, man. Um, and, but you know what? Uh, I would. I would probably bet uh, that what would make all Wall Street different, or maybe not so different, is that a lot of that money was hidden. <laughs> right. <laughs> a lot of that, a lot, I'm thinking a lot of that money wasn't claimed. Right. Man, right. Yeah. On, on, on tax paper. Yeah, it's probably well, was. There's a lot of under the table paying type stuff going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. The receipts yeah, being kept all the time. But you, <laughs> but you know what? That might actually put them more in common with Wall Street. I right. don't know. Uh, yeah, because yeah. just kind of like how probably Wall Street today could be, you know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, man. I'm because I'm thinking, man. I was thinking like, you know, like in our neighborhood. Okay, we had this street, Burnett Avenue. People who here in the podcast that lives in this area, Cincinnati, whatever, you know, like yeah, you know, burn it. But you know, burn it today. You don't know a burn it then. You didn't see burn it then. Burn it then oh. was like oh, you, you wouldn't erect. You wouldn't recognize. You wouldn't. It. Like, so give me an idea of what Burnett okay, looked like I, I, on on a a Saturday afternoon in the summertime. A Saturday afternoon in the summertime, and you're talking preferably, you know, like in a, in a three or four block radius. Number one, there's like three gas stations. Count them three <laughs> on one street. There, there was there was a Star Service station. There was Bob's Ohio, and then there was uh, Mobile. Mobile on the corner. What, 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 what was my man's name, the old Mobile? Oh, man, I, 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 I could see the brother's face, man. I, I see his face as clear as day. Him and his yeah. dad, man. He was right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fixed your car. They served you, served you up some gas. You, you know, and gas then check you it out. This, is, this was back in the day when the cats had the change, the portable change machine on their belt. Right, and they can get you changed without even looking at it. Right, so you hand them some dollar bills, and they right hand or maybe left hand be chick 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 and got the exact change in the hand. And you know, ain't nothing about getting out the car, pumping the gas. You know, that was that was unheard of. That was like what? You get your ass back in that car. You don't touch the handle. You were not gonna pump your own gas no. in none of them gas stations. But that's—I mean, you know? think about that, man. Here, okay, three gas stations yep. in a radius of about four blocks. You got right. Okay, you got three gas stations. You got and a black, all three. All three of them thriving. Thriving. A a a black hardware store. Yep. You had a uh, a, a, a a a drug store. Where you know we go get our prescriptions out, black owned with, ph- with pharmacy, a pharmacy, right Straight up pharmacy. Then, then we had you know you had your your, your restaurant, your you know your, your fish joint, barbecue joint. Um, yep. Um, two we had, big, two, had, had, had a big Louie. big Louie, two yep. two dry cleaning service, and and I'm and I'm thinking I'm I could be wrong here, but I was thinking about this when we was uh, when I was thinking about us doing this podcast. I think, man, and somebody out here if they listen or whatever, they see this somewhere, you can comment on it or whatever. Didn't we have a saving alone or something like that one time? 
Yeah, I, I don't remember because as you can imagine, you know, kids our age. Right. That's one thing we probably wouldn't have paid much I attention I think from to. Bob, but where Bob's Ohio was, I think above him, I think one time, I'm not, like I said, I'm going to check it. Maybe somebody else might like can comment like, yeah, it was one up there. But I think we might have had to save him a lot. But to have all of that, I'm, I'm, and there might be some things I'm well, missing well, that we didn't, I didn't pick well, up. Well, you definitely got that. You definitely got to mention the barbershops. The barbershops. Now, I, re- I remember, too, there was Jenkins, and then what was the real popular one that is still there, if I'm not mistaken? Stags. 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 Man, Stags. Stags. Bruh. Stags, that's like, I'm pretty sure, man, in other cities, people probably knew about Stags, man. They had to. It has literally been there forever. Forever. Like, literally, forever. Let me give you a Stag story. Let me give you the Stag story. I, I never. Okay, I heard, Okay, now check this out. We had this, this barbershop. Like I said, people who listen to the podcast living around this area, y'all know about Stags. All right, Stags been there forever. Uh, it's been there forever. I can't say like I ever had a haircut there. I've never been in there and had a haircut, so I gotta admit that. Sorry, uh, but anyway. So here's my stag story. Okay, I'm coming from work because I'm working up there at J and W. You know, remember when I was the fish guy? Remember when I used to be up there? I used to cut fish. I used to working in working in the neighborhood. Working in the neighborhood, cutting fish in the restaurant, filleting whiting. That was my job. I leave out of there. 20 cats follow me home or whatever because they smell <laughs> But anyway, so I'm leaving one day after doing my job. Cats follow me home. I'm walk, I walk past Stag. Take a glance inside because that's what you do. You try to see who's in there. It's where all the players, all the cool people be at. I look in Stag's and in the chair, the barber chair, I'm like, oh, today is OMG. Back then, it was, oh my Muhammad Ali. I remember that day. Muhammad Ali is sitting in stags, getting his haircut with his brother. So, was the, uh, was, was the crowd still outside? No, no like nobody at this point. I'm telling you, this is one of these moments where I feel like nobody else saw this but me, because there's nobody standing outside the window. He might have just went inside Stags and sat down in the chair. So you know, you might have called him when he slid in there. The right, time right. I, the can, time can I you, seen him, everybody man, was out on the sidewalk looking through the window. I, I my thinking is, I'm going to go get you know neighborhood famed city boxer Rick Holloway. Run down there to get. By the time we get back, crowd massive, massive crowd. He then came outside the barbershop, and there's just a massive crowd around him. Mm. Ali wow. on Bernard Avenue. That, Muhammad that's Ali. Your, that's your stag story. That's my huh? stag story, and I'm sticking with it. I think I've probably gone to stags maybe, I don't know, you would think a kabillion times, uh, but uh, I think I may have gone to stags maybe three times, and I think every time I went, it was to get a blowout. Now, I might have to explain to some of y'all what a blowout is. A blowout is when you got an afro, but your afro has not reached its full potential. Right. Need some work. And in in order to get it to reach its full potential, you take what was basically a a hair dryer, hair blower, what what do the girls call it? Hair dryer. And you put the real big comb on it. And as you blow that hot air through there, you combing out the uh, afro and it's blowing it out it's blowing making it, out. it making it stand straight out you know that's that's how uh uh jackie jackson and you know jermaine and them had those real big round afros because once right. you blow it out then you take the trimmers and you just trim it and make it round you know, the silvers. Honestly, we're probably talking about stuff these cats don't yeah, know. Yeah, they, they do know the Jackson, yeah. though. That's one thing. But anyway, thank God for Michael Jackson. But anyway, that was that was my experience with Stags because I've always been an alternative type of cat. Right around the corner from Stags was the old-fashioned uh, black and white tile on the floor Jenkins Barbershop. Jenkins. The famous Jenkins Barbershop. 
and I was a Jenkins man. I was a Jenkins man because, you know, I was an alternative type of cat. Everybody and their brother went to Stags and waited in line. You know, man, I, I was a Jenkins dude. I went around to Jenkins and let the, the old school cats cut my hair. Yeah. That was beautiful, man, because I was just sitting here thinking. I was reflecting on some things while you was talking about that. And I'm like, you know, I never did get to experience that. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because Otis Zeller is my dad. He always preferred to cut my, <laughs> <laughs> he always preferred to cut my damn hair, man. <laughs> now his his dad, I don't know how good of a barber he's right. oldest was, <laughs> but his dad was by far the coolest cat ever. Uh anybody <laughs> you talk to out at least outside of that household for 30 years that he lived on that street or whatever the time was would tell you I have never seen Mr. Otis upset. Never seen him upset. Never. And uh, he would always take time uh, and and this plays into this time period as well. He would always take the time. He he smoked a pipe and he would come outside and stand in his driveway (laughs) and smoke his pipe. And I would stand out there and just ask him questions, man, over and over and over. He never got frustrated with me. I never got on his nerves. Now, he might have went back in and told your mom, Miss Rose, this kid getting on my nerves. He never never would give me the feeling that I was getting on his nerves. And he would answer. He was like a time capsule, man. Right. He would answer everything. So this, and I say this ties into this time period because I cannot have a conversation like that with somebody else's kids these days. Uh, oh, hell if, no. If I, if I was to quote my wife, my wife says, that's creepy. Yeah. Well, Don't yeah. do that. You can't. No, that's what's Don't crazy. Do that. How crazy is but, that, man? But, but, baby, I'm just having a conversation with, with a little kid. man. He asked, <laughs> what? That's not your child. That's creepy. You can't do that. That's, that's one of the differences differences between the world we're living in now and the world we lived in then. I was safe. Safe, You feel me? I was safe. I didn't have to be under my parents' uh, watchful eye to be safe. I was safe under Mr. Otis' watching eye. And I was safe under the neighbors' watching eye two houses further down or two houses further up. Well, you were safe. You was also safe that you discovered, you know, Jenkins Barbershop. Didn't have to have Mr. Otis cut your hair like he had mine's because, <laughs> man, I got pictures of um, dad's work sometimes. They should just look at it sometimes like pops. Man, you know, I wish. Why? Why? Everybody was wearing a fro. You know what? It, see, you know, touched on something, man. Like, yeah, man. I wish I could remember them cats. I wish I could remember the dude, man, light-skinned brother, very very cool, very serious that would cut my hair all the time. And one time, man, I wanted him to cut a part in my hair. Now, he's the barber. I'm the customer. You did. Right. And I wanted him to cut a part in my hair. And that man said, man, you don't want no part cutting your hair. Man, you you want a part in your hair. You want a part in your hair. You just comb, man. Right. Yeah, you, you don't want no part cut. I want to say his name was Johnny, but I can't say for sure. But, uh, yeah, man, it was a whole different time whole different back vibe. then, and, and I felt completely protected and safe, looked after, protected, looked after in in that whole community. Cause it, you know, when you was talking about just like you know how today, like okay, standing out there talking to my pops, you could be six years old, you stand out there talking to a grown man, t shirt puffing on a pipe right. and shit. Today, that would look creepy as hell. Um, I, I, and I was just thinking when you were saying, I was thinking about how just just the whole community and families and you, the neighbors and everybody knew each other. And everybody was cool like that. I I remember this time running in and out of your house, me and you running in and out of the house, and your mom's out there trying to talk with some company, and we being kids busting in and out the door, and she told us, "Hey, y'all, stop doing this. I'm running in and out that door like that." And we just kept doing it. Then one time she had enough of it. And she spanked both of us. 
I, I ain't surprised. Spank both of us because she had already told us to quit running in out the door, slamming the door, and she trying to talk to her company on the porch. But the thing was, she spanked both of us. I could have went home and said, Miss Beasley spanked me, mama. My mother was like, what did you do then? You right. know what I mean? Your, your, your mother could have ended up in my mom's front yard, you know, based on today's standards. <laughs> Don't put your hands right. on my child. Oh my they both both could have done true guns. Nines, pulled, clips, everything. The whole night. Somebody, somebody did. Somebody going to pay attention for the rest of their life, but that that wasn't happening. That wasn't happening back then. It was like if I wouldn't say something to my mother, she was going to ask me, "What did you do?" Because she knew as if like she wouldn't have done that unless it was something that you did. And and you would have ran the risk of getting an additional whooping right. from your mother. Right by saying because he and and and, I, and then when that happened. I don't even recall going home saying nothing because if I would have, I know it was just like, well, she told exactly. you to stop running out the door. Why did you keep doing it? That's right. Like, so yeah, what, so. what you actually would have done would have brought embarrassment on your mom. Whole different vibe, man. Because I heard that. I heard that from my mom plenty of times. Okay, but look, let's get back to Burning Avenue. Burning so Avenue. you know the the, the um the the barber shops were relatively close to Forest Avenue. Yeah. So where we're, where we're coming from, our street, we get to the top of Alaska Avenue, and then we cross over Forest, and then we're on Burnt. So if we go past, now right past Stags was was Aunt Jane's candy store, right, Lee? Yeah. Now Aunt Jane had a little bitty store. Little bitty store. It, and she had the regular candy and potato chips. Now, Aunt Jane was a very nice older lady with a house coat, flowery house coat on. Gla- <laughs> Did she have glasses? I think she wore glasses. Plats in her hair. Plats right? in her hair, yep. Real big old legs, right? Yep. Yep. If, if I'm not mis- if I didn't know no better, I would think that she modeled for the chick that played in Tom and Jerry. Way back in the day. Yeah, but the, the little stock of things kind of rolled up right yeah. by your knees and stuff. And the, yeah, the house. Exactly. You, yeah. Tom, Thomas? Right. You know. Right. So anyway, one thing I remember about Aunt James was she had a big old jar of pig feet. Uh, right yeah. on the counter going out the door. Right. And next next to the jar of pig feet was a jar of pickles. Pickles, man. Oh, the, yeah. oh, the pickles and, was and, everything. And what was real popular with, with the kids at Aunt James was the French fries. You get, man, a little brown paper bag full of French fries. I want to say, I don't want to exaggerate, but I want to say a nickel, man. I really it probably do. was, man. At that time, yeah. I yeah. want to see a nickel. And they, it was a small bag. Wasn't no, you weren't going to get no shopping right. bag full you of get French full fries. Like it, no, you yeah. gonna get full. Yeah. And they'd be real greasy at the bottom. Right. A little cholesterol on Yep, that's what I remember about that. Across the street from Stags and uh, uh, Aunt James was the first uh, uh, dry cleaning was going to come to. Yeah, Marshalls. Marshalls. Was that Marshalls? That yeah. was Marshalls, yeah. Was that Marshall? Was that, where was Globe at? Because it just came to me. We had one called Globe, too. Globe, yeah, Globe was further up. Okay. Globe was further up. Yeah, we just getting started. So there's Marshalls. That's the first dry cleaning. Now, I think it's important to make this point, too. You notice how with all of these businesses, there was room for competition. Nobody right. had a monopoly, no, you know? No, so, didn't. you know, Stags couldn't get too uppity. No. Or everybody go to Jenkins. And, right. And, you know, and and Marshalls couldn't get too uppity with the dry cleaning because everybody go to Mr. Globe. Right. right. But then you have Marshalls in right around the corner from Marshalls was Fifth Avenue Cab Stand. You remember Fifth yep. Avenue yep. Cab? Remember that? Yep. Very important. No Uber. No, no Uber. Lyft back then. No Lyft. Damn. Then as you as you continue to go further south, well, you're going towards downtown Cincinnati, so I'm assuming that's south. Yeah. You you continue to go down Burnett Avenue south, then we had a whole bunch of, like Lee said, we had the hardware store. We had vegetable stores yep. that, had, that had nothing but fruits and vegetables. You got to remember, let me pause right here. You got to remember, this is before Walmart. This is before the mega store. The mega, the super <clears throat> mega stores. 
Yeah. Right. There was no uh, Walmart, no Costco, no Home Depot, no nothing. Stores specified in specific things. You had stores that, uh, that, um, that were dedicated to fruits and vegetables. <laughs> that was it. That was cool. And then you had then you had butcher stores that was dedicated to nothing but meat. Right. That's it. Right. Right. So you know we had all that. Man. We had all that, and that's on the first block. Wow. Then you move a little bit further down. You got uh, the boutique uh, that was owned by the same cat that owned the pharmacy. You remember the boutique right down the corner of Rockdale and, and Burn It? Yep. Had all the hip clothes that we yep. could never afford to buy none of them. Yep. Yep. Man. And after that, on the right-hand side was Star Service Station. Star uh, Star was one of the hubs of Burning Avenue. I'm, Everything that was happening was happening, was happening up around Star. Star, baby. That was the spot. Like, now this was this was the seventies, and my man, his name was Horace, that ran Star. He, he wore a pistol on his belt in the seventies. Yeah, and I I don't think the whole time that he ever fired that gun. No, it, it was it was a deterrent, right? <laughs> it was a deterrent. Yeah, it was something about Horace. You just knew like that's not the dude to mess with. Yeah. Yeah, he was nothing to do with the best of it. But he was a cool guy. He was cool, cool guy. Man, you know what, yeah. though, when you were saying that? I forgot. We we missed uh, an iconic uh, business that sat there uh, okay. right across the street from the, the building, the apartment, huge apartment complex on uh, Bernard and Rockdale, the okay. Parker Beauty Salon store. You are right. Man, you are out. You are out. After, right. man, Parker, just think after Parker's Parker God, wow. Now, back, like, if that would have been there, that's where you would have, ladies, that's where y'all would have been getting y'all weeds at if that was there today. That would have been the spot. That would have been a weed wow. hair spot. That's where, that's where you went to get Afro Sheen. Afro Sheen, your Afro Queen, your Afro, do it, do it. Whatever that means. Every, everything that you saw advertised on Soul Train, they sold the right. Parker's Beauty Supply. Man. For real, I knew when, and then I remember, man, when like Parker's was closing up, and it felt like a shift, like something's different. Well, when what time you get you got a general idea what year it was? When it was I, I, I'm up? thinking it was like going into like late eighties. Oh, okay, yeah, I was gone by then. Yeah, and, and that's when you know everything. But we ain't got down that road yet. But that that was like that like everything, man. And then as you're talking about going further south, you know, you think about we what we had the, the, the infamous uh, uh, nightclub bar, whatever you want to call it. What was it the clock uh, bar? The clock bar. Was the it clock, clock or bar. Clark? Which one was it? Clock or Clark? I don't, I don't remember. Say again. Was it clock or Clark? It was clock, wasn't I think, it? I think it was the clock bar. Clock bar. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was the clock bar. Now there were two now, so you know it was, it was two of them. Yeah, uh, what was the? Was uh, oh man! But the one I remember is the clock bar. Now, clock bar claim the fame. This can be verified. Well, yeah, verified to some extent. <clears throat> but if you look at the movie uh, about James Brown. Where the same dude, Chatsworth, I think is his name, the same dude that played Black Panther, played James Brown. If you look at that movie, there's a certain point in the movie where his band kind of rebels against him. You know, he ain't right. paying him enough money, blah, blah, blah. And he basically tells him, if you don't like it, you can leave. And they all leave. And he turns to his partner and he says, call them cats from Cincinnati. Well, them cats from Cincinnati that he told his partner to call was Bootsy Collins and his boys that at the time was jamming in the clock bar. Oh, yeah, baby. Yep. yep. Now, now, uh, um, James Brown at that time in the 60s was on the King record label. Do you remember that? Yep. You remember, you remember what those 45s used to look like? Yep. Had the, had the dark blue. Some. The, uh, you still got I, I got some 45s downtown, down in the basement, man. I, I probably need to look through them. Well, 
James Brown was on King Record level. It had dark blue with some white etching on it. Looked like a city or whatever. And they were actually located in Cincinnati. Yeah. So, yeah. so as a result, James Brown spent a lot of time in Cincinnati going around from the different clubs. So that's how he got hooked up with Bootsy and Catfish and all of them was from the clock bar. Mm-hmm. And that's going what we assume to be south. I'm thinking it might be like southeast or something like that. But yeah, in, general, right. in general, you headed towards down. Yeah, you headed if you down. on the if you on the 46, that's the way the 46 is going. Yeah, it, I'm trying to think of that other bar, man, because it was like right above them. It wasn't. It wasn't another bar, and I, I wanna. I wanna say like the outside was striped in orange. Yeah, it was kind of a weird, kind of like colored that. like presentation yeah. they had going, trying to give a little yep. different look. But I can't remember yep. the name of it though. But it's like it's yep. right there. I can't. I can't remember it. Hopefully, by the time we do our next. Uh, podcast somebody that heard the first the, one and they got some answers yeah how, how cool so they, was that then you got those bars right there then you move a little further up and we still had most stuff and you know that was that during that time when there was the neighborhood bars like you know they they still got them like up in like philly yeah but like on that strip know, up man in, up in the northeast you don't have that no nah, but you think man just like i'm getting like this visual man i'm thinking about how it looked then like we just called it out like there's three restaurants i mean three uh mm-hmm. gas stations there's yep. two dry cleaners there's two barbershops. There's a black now, hardware now, store. Do, do you remember that little bitty niche that that dude used to wash cars in? <sighs> I could. My dad had a Cadillac. My dad not only had a Cadillac, he had a four-door Fleetwood Broken. Yeah. And this cat would get this Cadillac in this little bitty niche. You don't remember this guy? He 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 wore rubber boots up to his knees all day Saturday. I'm like when you was talking about, it, I'm like I'm I'm kind of seeing, and I think it was like either, was it on the right? right there? Well, right there. Okay, so you know where the fruit market was, right? Yeah, where you used okay. to cut fish yep. at. Where I used to work. Well, you remember it was a little bitty spot. If you stand in front of the fruit market, there's a little bitty spot to the right that they made yep. into like a little like a little uh, uh, lottery yep. deal. I remember. Right? Yep. That little that little lottery deal, that was where dude used to wash cars. Yep. And he now check this out. I am not lying to y'all folks. He would wash my dad's Cadillac, park it out on the street, and put the keys under the floor mat. Yep. And go back to work. Yep. Yep. And my daddy would come up there and his Cadillac would be sitting there waiting for him. Word is born. Word is born. Shined up. Polished. Nobody up. Nobody ever thought about taking it because everybody knew whose Cadillac it was. Right, it's just the vibe you then, know? man. It was such a different right. and, vibe. And not, not that my dad was a gangster. That's not my point. My point is it was easily identifiable. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't just this, you know, rank, uh, you know, fly by night Cadillac. Everybody knew who it was. Man. So yeah, that, that was another thing. And then man. Frisch's Big Boy. Oh, Not Frisch's, but a Big, big Louie. Big Louie. Oh, man. Big Louie hamburgers, man. Uh, somebody, big bring, Louis, somebody bring Big Louie back. Bring Big Louie back. Big Louie survived, man. I was able to take my wife to Big Louie's downtown back behind. Oh, that was, that, see, that, like, like okay, we did have the one on Burn It. Okay, right? we did have that one on Burn It. But that right. one down there behind the Regal, it was something special about that one. The whole vibe oh, in there man. and everything, man. You go inside. Oh, man. Oh, man. Come on, man. I, look, I can smell look, them burgers I, right now, man. I know we're going outside. The yeah, we kind of stepped outside the now, neighborhood. The food, right, took, the food right. took us out there. You know, you smelling them burgers, man. It just took us right downtown. I'm I'm downtown in the Regal. I'm a teenager, man. I don't, I, I, I'm not in the Regal. I'm in a big Louis behind the Regal. I went to the movies. I'm in there, man, and the, and the door opens, a little bell ring, bing, bing, bing. Guess who it is, man? Oh. Aaron Pryor and his crew. The Hulk. This in the 70s. The Hulk. Aaron Pryor and his crew. Aaron Pryor, I, I think I can legally say this. I don't think this is the feigning. Aaron Pryor and his crew love to fight. <laughs> They love to take what they learned at Emmanuel's yeah. gym and put it into practice. Yeah. 
Yeah. You never wanted to be in a spot where Aaron Pryor and his crew came in. Right. There was going to be and no by, disrespect. <laughs> by by the grace of God, man, I was able to get my two big Louis and fries and jet up out of there without having a conversation with Aaron Pryor in the school. Now, for those of you that don't know, Aaron Pryor was what, Lee? Super light, super light, light, super lightweight champion super light of the champion. world, beat our Lexus Arguellos, who was one oh, of the, 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 the pound the for pound, baddest, the one of the baddest, baddest cats. That you just Alexis, didn't Alexis Arguello was was uh was a hero of mine, but man, I'm, I had to tell you, what was it? Hawk was Hawk, called the Hawk. He was called Hawk Time. Hawk Time showed up, and I'm, well, okay, I'm gonna put this out on. here. I'm gonna put this out here. I gotta put this out here because I'm gonna be honest with people. I, I, I feel this need to just be honest and call it and just put it out there. All right, like we said, Alexis Arguello, man, that was the dude, man. Like you know, I mean, Aaron Pryor, hometown. Okay, but Alexis are. This is Alexis Aguil, the stick. What they, he had a little nickname, the gentleman, the stick man, something like that. Anyway. Wasn't it from like Nick Wilder? Nick or something. He was crushing everybody, man. So like when the fight came down, i never forget this. I'm over these people house. And I'm like, they, man, I almost, shit, I almost got beat up in this place, man. Because I said, I'm going with Alexis. They were like, how can you, man? This is hometown. I'm like, dude, I know this is hometown, but this, do you know who this guy is? Man, come on. Come on, put my money on Alexis. I put my money on the whales, man. I was the only one in the house, man. I, oh, man, I, I took heat that day. <laughs> I believe you, man. I mean, you know, Pryor was from Cincinnati. He's from Cincinnati, man. man. But, but I was like, it was man, like, come on. Dude, Alexis she going whale. up against Alexis or Aguil. And boy, to my surprise, Pryor put it on that put ass. It, boy, boy. Boy. That joker, by the, when the bell rang, you know, um, uh, Muhammad Ali Lee used to tell this joke. When he was young, where he said he would turn off the light, hit the light switch, and would be in bed before right, it got dark. Right. It it seemed to me that they would ring the bell, and before the sound of the bell had completed, this cat would be on the other side of the Dude ring was in your corner. Can, can you imagine? You don't even get out of your corner. Man. This cat will come over there and whoop your ass in your corner. Pressure. He was applying pressure. After that, Man. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I made a crucial mistake. He was hometown, but yep. I'm just going by. You, this yep. was Alexis Arguello. But this after that, man, that was something else. Man, I was just thinking though too. I'm going back to the Alaska thing because it was another thing. I think after we kind of, well, we okay. forgot because we we ain't forgot it because we still we still going up this long. Street called Burnett Avenue with so many different businesses that we already mentioned. Yeah. So yeah, you, and, we, and, and you know we don't miss them. We don't miss them. And then okay, that's why I'm that's what I'm saying. I'm hoping somebody come back. And, 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 yeah, because there's miss. some stuff. We, but yeah, I'm thinking like okay, then when you go right, okay, you, you you coming up. You got we done passed. You got you got everything down there you need. You got your pharmacies. You got your gas stations. You got your hardware. You got your yeah, yeah, yeah. Your food joints, Miss Jane Candy. You, you, you get up there, you get Big Louie. You get the Clark, the Clark Bar. You get further past Big Louie, and then you got a major hospital right up the street from. Sure. What what we called back then was General Hospital. General Hospital. General Hospital. You, hold up! But did you do you ever think that the the the? I actually always think that the uh, the soap opera. I was like, did that come from that? I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. My well, my mom told a story about my brother. You know, they had a soap opera General Hospital for a long time, and my mom used to watch it. She said that my older brother told her, "Look, mom, if I ever get sick, don't take me to General Hospital because all they do is hug and kiss. I kiss and cry. <laughs> all they do is kiss and cry. Yeah, but that was that was the different one. And then we had Jewish Hospital right across the right street. across the street. Two major yeah. hospitals, man. Yeah, now uh, General Hospital, if I'm not mistaken, is now University, University. Hospital, is it not? Yeah. And University Hospital, uh, this is my opinion. Now, this one where I need to tread carefully now, but it seems that uh, University Hospital is is one of the entities that is slowly creeping on down, burning that. Yeah, Juno, uh, well, yeah, uh, it, a combination of 
another little hospital that are, are that nobody paid much attention to back then because they was much smaller was Children's Hospital. And remember the, 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 the Ronald McDonald House thing on the corner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. became a big thing. And Children's Hospital is like a huge conglomerate hospital as well. Uh, almost on the levels of can compete with a uh, UC hospital. They are they are oh, wow. huge. Like they're wow. taking over Avondale. Like Avondale yeah, is, they, yeah, they're taking over Avondale pretty much. Yeah, and, and right about now they got like one of the superior barn units or something yeah. for the kids, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're a top hospital and it's like still and, it's Yeah, man. So, I mean, you know what? Who would have thought that in almost an hour we would only scratch the surface? We're just scratching, you know? we're just I'd, scratching I'd, the surface. I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have thought we'd have damn near ran out of shit to talk about. Because here's the thing, man, because it's like, like, there is like, not here in Cincinnati, I don't know, probably in some other cities, because I don't live in other cities, I'm just talking about where I live, I couldn't think of a street where like, like the number of black businesses and all the things that you had on one street, like one street, and we're talking about let's see, first block is from Forest to Rockdale, then there's Rockdale to Northern, right? Right, and then Northern, what is to Urban then up to Urban Brecker, and, and then we from Urban Brecker on up to today to MLK. Hospital. That's that's all hospital stuff, and it's yeah. like all right there. Like everything All was right, right there. there. And and each one of those blocks that we're talking about also held, you know, um homes. Yeah. Like houses and apartments. We, dude. You know, so once again, once again you had that equilibrium where, you know, it wasn't like, you know, some of the blocks that you go to that has nothing but apartments. No, these blocks also had homeowners as well. Yeah. As the apartment. Yeah, because we had that, you know, we always had that real big apartment building still there today, right there on the corner of Burner and Rockdale. Um, mm-hmm. That mug back in the day, like it was an elevator, I think, or something in there at one time. Oh, man. Those, have you ever been inside that building? I've been inside there like twice. Man, those apartments are gorgeous. It was built in the 1800s, man. And you talk about high high ceilings and. Oh man, they call. I think uh, Judge Nadine Allen and some other partners owned that building was at one time or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was cold blooded, man. Man, man that's the time, man. That was we, wow. We didn't get to Mr. Globe. We didn't give Mr. Globe as much time. Mr. As Mr. We Globe, have. yeah, Mr. Globe, cool guy, man. You know, you take your cool clothes little, in there, little man. bitty guy. Man. When you gonna straighten me? Uh, when you gonna straighten me? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Man. Now, now you told told me you needed that suit for an interview. And I gave you that suit. When you gonna straighten me? When you gonna straighten me? Oh, you hit me with one there, man. I think dude was... Yes. This guy was cool about doing the dry cleaning or whatever. He tried to help you out. When you, you come in there, when you gonna straighten me? Now I did that so for you. When you gonna, when you gonna straighten me? Ah oh, man, said you was good. You said you was gonna straighten me. Ah oh, man, yeah, he would do that, man. He was yeah. He would take care of your cleaning. Yeah, um, how was that? Okay, I'll tell you what, man. Can I give you that? Like I can get ten dollars next week. Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> if you if you had a job, in oh, the, man. man, I promise you. I cannot. I can speak That's for Globe. Crazy. I can't speak, and I go out on limb and speak for James. If you had a good job interview and you wanted to be fresh, I promise you, back in, in our day, you didn't have to have a dime. No. You could go to Jenkins, maybe Stags. I don't know. I'm just gonna be 100 with you, because Stags was so popular, and right? So modern. Yeah, but, yeah. But you definitely could go to Jenkins. Yeah. And you could get a free cut. You could take your suit to Mr. Globe, Mr. Globe. get it dry clean, yep. get it back. Who used to shine shoes, Lee? Uh, I can't think. It was, yeah, we had a spot up there where they used to shine shoes. I can't even remember who that you was. You could probably get your shoes signed to everything on credit. Right there on credit. And, and God willing, you would get that job 
and you'd be able to pay everybody back. Because if you didn't pay back, Mr. Glove, Mr. Glove you know. ask you, what are you going to stray? Yeah, that's how he sound. That was, that's him, man. That was just how he, he sound. Said, he said you was going to stray. Oh, yeah. man. Man. Man, the times, man. Man, here, here's something that, like, when we, I was, you know, thinking about the podcast and just thinking about some of the stuff that we experienced back then <clears throat> and thinking about how some of these things played into some, like, the TV shows that we grew up watching, like, you know, Leave it the Beaver type stuff. And, like, here was a time, man, where it was like, I mean, how crazy is this? Like, and there's so much stuff we, we, we done missed that. We, we'll catch it in another episode. But um, you had a, a person... The milkman dude, the dude that would pull up in the big van thing that was some kind of way they had to, it was, you know, it kept cold because they kept milking it. And the guy would have oh, the yeah. little bottles in the little, like, four holder, metal four holder thing with four. Yeah, we're, we're uh, talking about the big aluminum, aluminum boxes. Yeah. Yeah, the, those aluminum boxes, you know, just by virtue of the material that it's made out of, you know, you put something cold in them, they was going to get cold and they was going to stay cold. And I guess it was um, along the same lines like where I live at now, you know, the Who sanitation pe- people donate the big old garbage cans to you. So I guess the, the milkman donated the, I don't think they had to buy them. I think the milkman donated the milk containers. Well, I mean, you know, boxes. Not- I'm just trying to, I was just kind of thinking about that right then. Like, what was the big deal about having milk brought to your house? Like, you know, like, it's not like we couldn't well, go out and I, get I guess, milk. It was like. I guess, I guess it was that different time, man. If, somebody bringing milk. You there, know, yeah, you now, <laughs> now imagine, imagine now, today, in 2023, imagine a cat going down the street at 4.30 in the morning. Stopping at every house, leaving milk, milk. eggs, orange juice, right. Cheese, eggs, right, butter in an unlocked container, and then he go to the next house and leave the same thing. And go to the next house, man. If that happened today, there'd be a cat riding right behind him with their lights on, right. <laughs> and and by the time you got to the last house, the whole neighborhood. <laughs> From the time they got from the top of Wall Street to the end of the street, they had two hundred fifty dollars worth of dairy products in their trunk. Right. But back then, man, nobody stole your stuff. You open up the door, which just, had never, which oftentimes had never been locked, never been locked to begin with, and all your dairy products were right there. Wow. Ain't that a trip? Now you know on that point. Right there, you know, can you remember when you would go downtown to Shillitoes and there was a cat whose job was to operate the elevator, dig that. Right, right. Think, think about this. There was a cat that got up every morning, got dressed, went downtown to do his job, and his only job was to operate the elevator. Pressure button. He knew, he knew what was on every floor. Yep. So you got in the elevator and said, uh, what, what floor is men's shoes? Men's shoes, floor number four. They got this, they got that, they got this, they got that. He knew what he knew what was located on each floor. And his job was to run the elevator all day, every day. Man, we had everything, man. We had everything. Yeah. We had everything and more because after you just, you know, you like you could walk, burn it, and all these places that we named, you could walk to those places. And then if you decide to drive and want to just venture out just a little bit to go to like a major mall shopping store or whatever, we had Sears. We had a yep. Sears. Which was a major, especially the 70s, man. man. Sears was the jank, you know. Man. Sears was, and, and we couldn't go to Sears without bringing back my mom some hot cashews. Right. Yeah. You know, oh, in, yeah. In, the, in, the, in the pink and white striped bag. Man. Man. Yeah, that, but look, and I think it's really important also, you know, before we do leave, I think it's important that we emphasize and explain, put out here, the lack of fear. I want I want everybody to get this, you know, the lack of fear that we felt. Yeah. And, and uh, 
tremendous sense of community. Right. And that and that as long as we were right here, we were all right. Now we got we're gonna keep it one hundred now. As as cats from Africa, now if we got over to Mount Auburn, you might not feel as safe as right. Well. But as long as you was in Avondale, you were safe and secure. Yeah. That's 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 the way we felt. And you know, the older cats, you know, that was, you know, doing their thing. They, they wasn't going to let that happen to us. No, nah, it was a whole different vibe, man. You know, and, and sometimes, you know, in, in, in talking about that and just, you know, those time periods and stuff like that and in comparison to today, and I know sometimes if you, like, you, you referring to this stuff sometimes with younger people, they kind of look at it like, yeah, that was a long time ago, blah, 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 whatever. But then there's some young people, too, that can grasp what we're talking about just in the sense of, even some of them today probably would wish that they, you know, when y'all describe these things, it's like, God, can imagine what that could be like today because it would be a whole different vibe, you know, just in, uh, just in personality-wise and educational-wise and just, you know, making people just better people. Not to say that everything back then was, like, perfect and we didn't have our right, little hood right, and, and right. pimps and prostitutes and, right. and dealers and pushers and everything, whatever right. you call them back then. But yeah, but it just was like, it was a different thing where, you know, like, like again, it was a level of somebody was doing certain stuff. They weren't trying to do it all out in the open. And, you know, they wouldn't sell it to no kids. You know, it was just a different vibe, man. I've given this some thought, man. I think, I think the difference comes down, boils down to two things, man, two words. And I think the difference boils down to respect and responsibility. Yeah, we were we respected our community, and we had a sense of responsibility to our community. To Lee's point, we ain't trying to sugarcoat this like it was down doggone Disney World. We had drug dealers. This is the difference. I could hang around with this drug dealer was for a minute while he asking how my mom doing and how my brother doing in college and all of this. But as soon as that junkie walked up that wanted to get some drugs, he would tell that drunk, hold on a second, man. Then he turned to me, look, hey, Lil' Beasy, get your ass away from right, around here. Right, right. Get, get, get your ass away from around And don't forget to tell your mama I said hello. Right. That's That was that respect. Respect. He, did. he wasn't going to do that. He wasn't going to do his dirt in front of me. Right. And nine times out of ten, my mom babysat him. You dig? Right, right. And and you know let's let's keep it you know we're gonna keep it one hundred let's keep it one hundred that dude right there he was the dude that was keeping some people's lights on right you know? so let's, yeah. let's say let's say that was Ricky you right know what I'm saying like I said my mom nine times out of ten babysat Ricky right well he might he might not be her first choice but when push comes to shove Ricky. Look, I, I need fifty dollars. You you know how the right. check gonna be here on right. Friday. Right. Oh, it, it ain't no problem, Miss B. Right. You know what I mean? It was, was it comes the difference to me, and we can explore this further the next time. Respect and responsibility. Respect and responsibility. That, that that's that's what we had then that is not present now. And on that note of respect. And responsibility. Respect and responsibility. And not having it today, we need to get it back. Hope, man, uh, y'all enjoyed this podcast. We definitely enjoyed bringing you these stories. We got more. We're going to bring you some more. I I really hope, definitely, I really hope y'all enjoy it, you know, uh, because this is just what me and my man do anyway. We're going to keep doing it anyway. Even if don't nobody else dig it, we're going to keep doing it anyway. We're going to keep it alive. I will keep it alive. But, but what I, I know, I know there's got to be some other folks out there with similar stories that want their stories heard and want to keep their stories alive as well. And moving forward, that's what we hope to, to tap into. Definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. On the next one, back in the day podcast, we're going to come up further up the road, further in the year, further in the future. We're going to be jumping more into some 70s stuff, some of them 70 movies, black exploitation time and era, and how we was going out to the oh, theaters man. and getting in the movie theaters man, down the Rio on the about, State Theater. Oh, we got to tell y'all all about it. 
talking about catching them buses. I'm see how I see how many uh, black movie theaters y'all can remember. State, the uh, Regal, uh, 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 oh man, we gonna bring all of the that. Grand. The Grand, what about the Grand, the Grand. Man. All right, so we looking forward to it, man. And we're gonna plant you now and dig you later. Catch you on the next one. We out. Mm-hmm.